This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Americans are getting a break at the gas pump. We have the story. Sedgwick County Election Commissioner resigns. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. I'm Rodney Price. Wichita police are searching for a second suspect wanted in a homicide investigation. That story is coming up. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. It is a cool and dry start to the work week with rain chances arriving by Wednesday night into Thursday. Our complete forecast coming in just a few minutes. Gasoline prices fell significantly over the past two weeks. With the average price of a gallon of unleaded regular dropping 27 cents to $3.54, oil industry analyst Trilby Lundberg explains what fueled the drop. It was American refiners upping their output tremendously and slashing their own product margins in order to make sure that there was no shortage, an urgent shortage that we have suffered for home heating oil. Houston has the lowest local average price per gallon at $2.75, Honolulu the highest at five eighteen. One of the suspects in a murder investigation has been found. According to Sedgwick County Booking Reports, Taya Turner of Hayesville was arrested Saturday on charges of intentional and premeditated first-degree murder, along with other charges. Wichita police are still searching for Saul Chavez Valenciana. Police say they are connected to an investigation after a body believed to be a Brett Boone of Wichita was found in rural Sumner County, southwest of Clearwater. Boone was last seen on the evening of November 24th at his northeast Wichita residence. It's believed he was killed in a vehicle with the suspects during an altercation. If you have any information regarding the suspect's location, please call 911 or Crime Stoppers at 316-267-2111. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Sedgwick County Election Commissioner Angela Caudillo resigned Friday. Kansas Secretary of State Scott Schwab made the announcement, saying Caudillo faithfully served Sedgwick County and the state. Sedgwick County confirming her departure is because of personal reasons. Caudillo was appointed in July 2021 to replace Tabitha Lehman, who was not reappointed to the job. The Secretary's office says it's working to evaluate, interview, and select Caudillo's replacement. After taking off from Venice, Florida, a plane never reached its destination. Fox's Jordan Bowen has the story. Venice police did locate the plane wreckage about a third of a mile west of the Venice fishing pier. Now, according to Venice PD, the FAA reached out to them after a plane that had taken off from the Venice Municipal Airport around 7.30 Saturday night had not returned to its originating airport in St. Pete. Around that same time is when boaters in the area located the body of a female floating in the water about two and a half miles west of Venice Beach. Multiple agencies were called out and began searching. And like I mentioned, just after 2 o'clock is when they found this small single plane, uh, the Piper Cherokee plane wreckage. The Sarasota County Sheriff's Office located the body of a juvenile in the plane's passenger area. Search efforts continue for that third passenger. Tomorrow, once again, Election Day in Georgia, after Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock and Republican challenger Herschel Walker failed to break the 50% threshold last month. This race will not determine the balance of power. Democrats have enough seats to maintain their grip on the Senate. But the Democratic incumbent, Raphael Warnock, has told Georgia voters sending him back to D.C. still matters. I believe in my soul that Georgia knows that Georgia is better than Herschel Walker. 
One of his final rallies was with former President Barack Obama. Republicans, including Governor Brian Kemp, campaigned with Herschel Walker. Well, as a senator, he's failed the Georgia people. He's failed the Georgia people. Despite some complaints about Georgia's new election law limiting early and absentee voting, turnout was strong, with nearly one and a half million people casting ballots before early voting ended Friday. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. The Kansas Bureau of Investigation, the Allen County Sheriff's Office, and the Neosho County Sheriff's Office are investigating a homicide after a man was found dead Saturday in Chanute in southeast Kansas. Officials say 43-year-old Casey Dye from Petrolia provided a statement to sheriff's deputies. Shortly after that, law enforcement officers found a dead man in a car inside an automotive glass shop in Chanute. KBI has identified the victim as 45-year-old Ryan Holcomb of Chanute. He had suffered fatal gunshot wounds and was pronounced dead at the scene. Investigators allege Dye killed Holcomb Saturday morning at a rural property in Allen County and then moved his body to the business in Chanute. KNSS News Time now, 8.05, five minutes past 8 o'clock. The Kansas City Chiefs trying to break their curse in the city of Cincinnati. Could they do it yesterday? We'll have highlights coming up in sports. A yearly health campaign highlights the importance of protecting yourself and loved ones by receiving a flu shot. That story coming up on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted now, 8.08, eight minutes past 8 o'clock. Two former substations, two power substations, that is, in the North Carolina County, were damaged by gunfire in what is being investigated as a criminal act. A spokesman for Duke Energy says the damage caused the night before could take days to repair. Power was out for roughly 37,000 customers Sunday. In response, officials announced a state of emergency that included a curfew, and county schools are closed today. Moore County Sheriff Ronnie Field says authorities have not determined a motivation. The incoming House Minority Leader in the new Congress, New York Democrat Hakeem Jeffries, says there's a question on who will hold the gavel as Speaker. Congressman Jeffries says he's ready to seek consensus with whomever will be the next Speaker of the House. But will it be current Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy? On ABC's This Week, Congressman Jeffries said... That's a question uh, at the end of the day that the Republicans are going to have to work out. He seems to be having a difficult time at this moment getting to 218. But we'll see what happens. Congressman Jeffries says he is also ready to stand in opposition to GOP-led hearings he says are intended to undermine the Biden administration. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. The yearly health campaign highlights the importance of protecting yourself and loved ones by receiving a flu shot. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention kicks off its National Influenza Vaccination Week, an annual campaign to remind everyone six months old and older that there's still time to get a flu vaccine. Officials encouraging folks to spread the word in person, releasing printable flyers and online with hashtag FightFlu or tagging at CDCFlu on Twitter. The CDC seeing an uptick in recent flu cases across the nation, with the season starting earlier than usual reporting at least 78,000 hospitalizations and over 4,500 deaths from the flu. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 8, 10, 10 minutes past 8 o'clock. Traffic this morning here in the Wichita area. Well, we've got the uh, traffic volumes thinning just a little bit. Still got some fairly heavy traffic in that uh, road construction up at the North Junction, I-135, I-235, K-254. Uh, especially if you're headed uh, northbound on I-235 there. 
Uh, we also have an abandoned vehicle southbound K-15 at Meadowlark. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holiday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We're seeing some high-level clouds make their way into south-central Kansas, expecting to be in the upper 40s around lunchtime, 52 for the high this afternoon. A weak cool front slides through later on today, Arlo 31, then breezy to start the morning on Tuesday. It'll be cloudy and 43. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. Now clear sky, 34 degrees. We have a southeast wind at 6 miles per hour. Stephen 10 in the morning, KNSS. We had a mostly cloudy day across central Kansas Sunday. Wichita's high temperature was 45 degrees. Normal high for the date, 49. On this date, December 5th in 2003, a phenomenal snowstorm hit the New England states where some areas were buried by nearly three feet of snow. Ooh, ouch. 8-11, Stephen 10 in the morning here on KNSS. And the U.S. Supreme Court is set to hear... Religious liberty arguments today with us uh, with more of the story. Fox News Radio's Jared Halpern. Good morning, Jared. Good morning. Is this uh, the case out of Colorado we're talking about? It is. Yeah, it's the second time, actually, that this uh, anti-discrimination law out of Colorado has reached the U.S. Supreme Court. Several years ago, they settled a dispute between a baker uh, who said that uh, this law was violating his uh, freedom of expression for refusing to uh, design cakes for uh, same-sex weddings, that d- ruling from the court was very narrow. They sided with the baker, but on very narrow grounds, sending it back to the state agency that enforces this law. Basically, the court argued that, um, that the, the agency didn't handle the case appropriately, and, and they ordered them to reconsider it with some new guidelines. Um, this is another case uh, that was uh, comes out of that law. This is um, a web designer who uh, says that she will not perform uh, services, will not uh, design websites for same-sex uh, weddings. Uh, Colorado says that's a clear violation of its law, which says that public uh, companies, uh, companies that, that provide services to the public, can't discriminate um, on the basis of sexual orientation. Um, she is um, making a religious freedom claim, a free expression claim. And it's now headed back to the U.S. Supreme Court, and we'll see. It's a different makeup of justices, obviously, this time around. We'll see if that has any bearing on sort of the way that they decide this or if it provides any new clarity for for Colorado or other states who are trying to enforce similar uh, anti-discrimination laws. And this is probably going to be a number of these cases that are coming back to the Supreme Court with a different balance now. And they could very much change a lot. Well, they already have changed. Changed a couple well, I was going to say, I think, yeah. I think like, if you look at what happened last summer, right, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, right. the Dobbs decision, that there has been precedent. Now, this isn't sort of existing precedent because, again, when they decided this case the first time, it was on pretty narrow uh, grounds. It, it was sort of uh, – because I was in arguments uh, for, for that case, and I, I recall a lot of it sort of boiled down to some of, some of the, the uh, commentary, some of the remarks that had been made by members of – uh, the agency, the, the board that, that is sort of the arbiter of these disputes, right? And so the court basically went back and said, you can't look at it through this lens. You have to look at it through a, a different kind of, of lens for it to remain constitutional. And then on that ground, uh, they sided with the baker. But they didn't really, uh, the justices, I should say, didn't really uh, say anything specifically about the law, right? They did not say that this law is a violation of the Constitution. They did not say that this law uh, runs afoul of the First Amendment, or that this law is absolutely free and clear of constitutional um, 
differences, right? They didn't they didn't sort of give a, a bright line as it relates to this yeah. Colorado anti-discrimination law. Yeah. So an awful lot of states, an awful lot of groups are going to be looking closely at these arguments today to see if the Supreme Court uh, is ready to, to maybe make a more definitive ruling on these types of challenges. Because, again, this is the Colorado law, but there are other states that have similar anti-discrimination laws um, on the books that, that they want to enforce, that they want to make sure that um, businesses aren't discriminating against uh, same-sex couples, against gay uh, customers in the same way that you are not allowed to discriminate on the basis of race or religion. And that's where the clash is between uh, our our feelings about uh, discrimination as opposed to the freedom to you know sell what you do or where you do for to whom you can to whom you please. It's I'm glad I'm not on the bench for those kind of things. Well, I mean, again, so uh, the, the Colorado law basically says if you if you are selling to the public, you have yeah, to, to, sell the public. to the public. Yeah. Right. Um, and so uh, that's kind of I mean, it's probably an oversimplification, but that's sort of the, the nature of the law. Right. And so what Colorado basically has tried to say in this law is you can't pick and choose mm. who you want to do business with if you are a public company. Right. Um, and so for a web designer or a baker to say, well, I'll provide my products, but not for a same-sex wedding. That's what's being challenged here, and that's now sort of where uh, the anti-discrimination uh, component to this and the religious freedom component of this are clashing, and it's mm-hmm. now up to the Supreme Court to sort of figure out where that line is, where that balance is. All right. Thank you, Jared. Thank you, as always. Appreciate it. Fox News Radio's Jared Halpern helping us out with that Supreme Court dealing with freedom of religion and freedom of uh, discrimination from discrimination. Tis the season for bright lights, holiday decor, and sky-high electric bills. So how much is that holiday light display costing you this month? comes down to which type of light you use, LED or incandescent. Assuming the lights are on for six hours a day, over 30 days, a string of LED lights will cost less than a dollar. Really? But a similar-sized price string of incandescent lights will cost above 3 to $5. Over the same time span. That's all? That's it? That's not a lot of money, is it? No. Hmm. But you have to multiply, multiply that by how many strands of light you use. And you can figure out the impact on your bill. So if you got two or three, oh, it could cost you all of 15 or 20 bucks. Not a lot of money, is it? Doesn't seem like it. No. I wonder what it costs to keep a, an inflatable Grinch going. For 30 days. Yeah, how much do you keep that blower going? There's a blower in, yeah, the, the Grinch. 8-17, Stephen Ted Lemoy here on KNSS. It is sports time with Ted Woodward. Big game for the Kansas City Chiefs as they travel to Cincinnati yesterday and trying to end a streak there. Yeah, we talked with Mitch on Friday morning. Mitch Holtis, play-by-play voice of the Chiefs, about you know, George Orwell and the fact that the Thanks. Chiefs haven't won a game in Cincinnati since 1984, long time ago. Yeah. The Chiefs finally break that string yesterday. Well... Chiefs said it uh, looked like they were driving the ball in the fourth quarter. It looked like they were uh, moving the ball and doing things well there in the final stanza. But, oh, one mistake turned things around. Mitch Holtis had the call of the game. It was right here on your Wichita Radio Home of the Chiefs, 98-7 and 1330 KNSS. Pacheco started wide. Now he comes in. Doesn't go the full motion. They'll fire for Pacheco. Caught. No, this is Kelsey. Kelsey's got the catch. And now the ball's out. Cincinnati rips it away from Kelsey. Are they going to say this is a fumble? Kelsey gets ripped at the end of the play at the 46-yard line. He had a 20-yard gain. 
As Cincinnati gets the rip out and a fumble recovery at 13.52 to go in the game. Yep. Well, of course, you know what happens next. Cincinnati takes the ball and they go down and score a touchdown. Yeah. And the Chiefs were not able to respond. Bengals win it. Oh, man, the Chiefs still haven't won in Cincinnati in 38 years. And the Chiefs are going to lose to the Bengals for a third consecutive time. And the Chiefs will drop to 9-3 and three on the regular season while the Bengals go to 8-4 and four and have pressure on the Ravens in the AFC North. And the Chiefs momentarily will lose the one seed with this loss. And the Cincinnati Bengals starting to celebrate and truthfully a lot of discussion here but it really goes back the Chiefs had a 24 to 20 lead in the ball and the ball near midfield with Kelsey and he was stripped of the ball if the Chiefs go get a touchdown there I mean you can argue it'd be a lot for the Bengals to overcome but that strip and recovery is the game the Cincinnati Bengals have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs here 27 to 24 because the networks kept showing you Kelsey's face after that and you can tell he was really upset with himself. Oh, yeah. Yep, he, he just basically lost the game because yeah, he couldn't hold on to it. Nope. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes talks about that play. Yeah, I mean, just I just tell him to continue to be himself. I mean, we've seen Travis do that many of times and get all those extra yards, which are hard-fought yards in this league. And um, obviously they made a good play. Um, they stripped the ball out right at the very end there. Um, but I'm taking Travis fighting for extra yards every single time because that's the type of competitor that he is. Chiefs offense held in check, zero points in the final 19 minutes of the game. Yikes. And meanwhile, Cincinnati put up 10 points and yep. came back and won that game. Chiefs' uh, five-game winning streak comes to an end with that one. Five games to go in the regular season. The Chiefs fall out of the top spot in the conference with that loss, too. They're now behind the Buffalo Bills in the conference standings. Some other action yesterday. How about the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Los Angeles Rams? Seahawks always looking for that former Kansas State Wildcat, Tyler Lockett. The action on Fox. Rams bring pressure. Smith gets a pocket clean. Open is Lockett down the sideline inside the 10. Cuts back. Touchdown, Seattle. Tyler Lockett finding the end zone. He's good. Oh, man. Oh, boy, is he good. Seahawks beat the Rams. That was the difference. 27-23 was the final score in that one. We'll be talking Shocker basketball tonight, the weekly edition of the WSU Basketball Coaches Shows, starting off with men's coach Isaac Brown at 6 o'clock, women's coach Keita Adams at 7 o'clock. You can listen to that live tonight on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Shocker men have dropped two straight this week. Shocker women are on a six-game winning streak right now. A lot to talk about tonight on the Coaches Shows. And in college football, we have... 43 bowl games coming up in the next several weeks. Two of those will involve teams from Kansas. How about the Sugar Bowl on New Year's Eve? Number nine, Kansas State, taking on number five, Alabama. FanDuel has K-State as a a four-and-a-half-point underdog. First-ever meeting between the Wildcats and the Crimson Tide. How about that? It's the 89th Sugar Bowl. It'll be in the Superdome in New Orleans. That game will kick off on Saturday, New Year's Eve at 11 a.m the 31st and for the first time in 14 years kansas is in a bowl game the jayhawks take on arkansas ku is also a four and a half point underdog according to fan duel both teams are six and six this game is the liberty bowl in memphis ku and arkansas will hook up that game will be on the afternoon of wednesday december 28th so we'll look at ku and k-state in bowl games during the final four days of the month coming up later in december
That's sports with Stephen Ted. All right, Ted, it's uh, 822 now. Keep it here for the Hannity Morning Minute. Another look at that Senate race in Georgia. That's coming up. Traffic and weather on the way. Stephen Ted of the morning here on KNSS. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve Baggins. I'm Ted Woodward. KNSS here at 8.30 on a Monday morning. And, Ted, do we have a guest this morning? Special guest previewing the blur. Please welcome to the show the host of the game show, Tug of Words, Samantha Harris. Hello, hey. Samantha. Hey, hey, good morning, Steve. Hello, Ted. Hey. You are automatically one of my heroes because you're hosting a game show. Game How show. great is that? <laughs> it's super fun. What do you, uh, what I was going to ask you, what is, the, what is the best thing about being a game show host? And what is this something that caught you by surprise about doing it? Well, you know, it's so interesting because my, my past hosting was Dancing with the Stars for eight seasons and many years on Entertainment Tonight. So to host a game show, I think the thing that caught me by the surprise the most is just how silly people can be. It's so much fun because you know, we, have the, we start with, so Tug of Words is a really fast-paced wordplay game show. We start with three-letter words. I give you a clue. You have to change one letter in that word to get to a new word, which answers it, and we build on that. So sometimes, you know, we're starting with, here we have a three-letter word that you're supposed to come up with, and I'll give a clue, like, say we start with tug, and the clue is a children's game, so you need to change it by changing one letter. Some people will throw out hopscotch, but it's a three-letter word, so really, you change the U in tug to an A, the answer becomes, what is it, guys? Tug. Tag. <laughs> oh, tag, yeah. <laughs> I would and not win. I, w- I would not win on your show. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> did the did the game show network come looking for you, or is this something that you sought out in your career? So, you know, when I was hosting Dancing with the Stars, I filled in for the amazing Meredith Vieira on her show, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? I did a week of shows, and it was so fun. I had never done something where you get the opportunity to connect with people and, and interview them, which is what I was used to doing in my career, but then you have the the momentum of the fast-paced game and the clues and the answers to move you along. And I just had so much fun. And the producers of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire are the producers on my show, Tug of Words. And they came to me and said, do you want to do this with us? I said, heck yeah. Be a, and how rigorous is it to be a game show host? You know, <laughs> it's a definitely a very different pace. You know, obviously, Dancing with the Stars was live two days a week. They were very full days, but kind of focused and live and you're done. Um, Entertainment Tonight, you know, the daily grind, 365 days a year of whether it's shooting the show, red carpet interviews and so on. With Tug of Words, it's a completely different production animal where we shot 65 episodes in three weeks at a breakneck speed, which is why it's a breakneck speed type of fast-paced game show. Wow. Oh, man. The, uh, the, yeah, we're talking with Samantha Harris. She is the host of Tug of Words, which you can catch on the Game Show Network. When can we, when, can, when does it air? What time of the day? So it, it airs, and it's so fun because people can play along five days a week, Monday through Friday, um, on Game Show Network, 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. And, uh, you know, then people get to, you know, figure out their little, so Wichita, what, you guys are on Central, right? I'm a Minnesotan, so I'm on I grew up on Central. You're on Central, right? Yep, yep, right. Yep, yep. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so 2.30. 2.30 every Monday through Friday on Game Show Network. Fantastic. And 
what uh, what el- what else do you have going on when you're not doing it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tell you in your spare time. Yeah. Well, in my in my spare time, uh, as a mother to two, uh, a teen and a preteen, and a golden doodle, uh, but I also am a certified health coach. So I was a total 180 here, guys. But I was blindsided by a breast cancer diagnosis in 2014, which rocked my world, of, of, as you can imagine. And what it did is it actually ignited something so passionate in me that it compelled me to help other people change their health and their well-being through lifestyle choices and what we put in, on, and around our bodies because breast cancer, one in eight women get it over their lifetime and only five to 10% are genetic. Mm, Good for you. That's terrific. I like to hear that. Yeah, so what we can do and how we change. So anyway, if anyone, I'm all over my Instagram and my Facebook at Samantha Harris TV, like television, Samantha Harris TV, with tips and tricks and ways to be able to healthify. And, you know, as we go into the holiday season, you know, there's a lot of temptation around us. There's a lot of guilt around what we're eating and how we're living. And so, of course, with the new year upon us, I offer a lot of great health advice and in a fun way that's accessible as well. So what was that, what was that kid's game? Tug? I'm lost. Tag? There you go. Tug of words. Tug of words. Every weekday on Game Show Network. Hey, before we let you go, Samantha, I know you you alluded to Dancing with the Stars, and you were yeah. on that show during its heyday, and, and that was pretty amazing stuff. And like you said, you guys were doing that live. That was that was huge. It was. It was. It was so much fun. You know, all that, the pressure on the one hand to uh, to make sure that we, we just do it seamlessly, but uh, did the fun that – it had, and I, I grew up in a song and dance performance family, so being able to be there with the costumes and the music and the dancing was just a, a, just a kid's dream. And who would, who would be the celebrity or two that you really enjoyed meeting the most during that run? Well, I think the one that surprised me the most that was actually Jerry Springer. And the, the reason was, you guys, you know, of course, you guys know Jerry Springer, right? From oh, Houston. yeah. The Jerry Springer show. And I think what, what surprised me the most is that he come, you know, we have this idea of what his persona is on TV. And of course the content of his show being very controversial and he couldn't have been the, the more nice, gentle, kind, generous man. And he was just, just almost like a lovely grandpa. I just loved getting to know him. Interesting stuff. <laughs> Samantha Harris, she is the host of Tug of Words, great game show on the Game Show Network every afternoon. Check it out at 2.30, and it's good stuff. Samantha, we appreciate your time. We yeah. really do, and, and have you. a great run as host of Tug of Words. Uh, Steve and Ted, thanks so much for having me. You guys have a great day. All Thank right. you. Yeah. That is Samantha Harris. Steven Ted is live with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. KNSS. And uh, it's time for the blur, is it? Or you want to move into the blur? Yeah. All right. You, or do you want to do a weather forecast? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. yeah let's, let's, do, let's do a weather and then we'll get the weather. Come on, Jed. Jed. Good morning. We're seeing some high-level clouds make their way into south-central Kansas, expecting to be in the upper 40s around lunchtime, 52 for the high this afternoon. A weak cool front slides through later on today, Arlo 31, then breezy to start the morning on Tuesday. It'll be cloudy and 43. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. Now clear sky, 34 degrees, southeast wind at 6 miles per hour. 8.38 now, Stephen's in the morning here on KNSS. Comedy Central is ringing in Christmas early with Reno 911. The holidays are approaching and nothing says the holidays are here like celebratory doves. And that's just what the Reno crew is about to get, or at least 
try to get for their holiday party. In Reno 911, it's a wonderful heist. However, once they open the boxes from China, they find not live doves, but frozen ones. Oh, look at him as he's walking around, then he's flying. This is not actually not that hard. All we got to do is warm up uh, 120 uh, so- frozen solid doves. The entire cast returns, including Thomas Lennon, Wendy McClendon, Covey, Nisi Nash Betts, and more. Michelle Polino. Fox News. All right, we're coming off the first weekend of the month. Let's check the box office. Black Panther Wakanda Forever keeps the box office crowned for a fourth straight weekend, now with a total of $733 million in global ticket sales. The comic holiday thriller Violent Night debuts in the number two spot with an estimated $13.3 million based on studio estimates. There's a dearth of family releases in theaters. Some of the season's notable kid-friendly movies instead are streaming. Disney's big-budget animated fantasy adventure Strange World had a muted debut last weekend and dipped to third place with a mere $4.9 million in its second week. Creating lots of buzz is a Netflix movie released as a one-week sneak peek to only 600 theaters, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, grossing about $15 million. Ann Carrick, Fox News. The Grinch steals some Christmas cheer from a family in Texas. Maybe it was his shiny nose guiding a woman to a Houston neighborhood where she unplugged a 16-foot inflatable Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, pushed out all the air before driving off, only to return moments later with a helper. They stuffed the deflated reindeer into a pickup truck and sped off. Homeowner Ernest Furman. I just don't know what kind of person would come and take Christmas decorations. It was all caught on surveillance video. They are now offering a $2,000 reward in hopes of finding the culprits who will undoubtedly find in their stockings. Ernest's kids who can see the future. The next time they're going to go to prison. CJ Papa Fox News. Tracking Santa on Christmas Eve. If you have an active OnStar, press it on Christmas Eve through Christmas morning to get the latest track on Santa. In a partnership between General Motors and NORAD, the North American Aerospace Defense Command. We partnered with them for over 10 years with thousands of calls each year coming in from our members and their children. Uh, requesting the latest location of Santa and his sleigh. GM's OnStar contact center manager, Jeff Jones. Just brings such great excitement to the children, uh, to the vehicle owners who are pressing that button in there. The OnStar advisors who are answering these calls uh, have a smile, uh, a mile wide uh, as they're interacting with the children. In the spirit of the season, GM and OnStar will also contribute $1 to the American Red Cross, up to $10,000 for every blue button OnStar push in the U.S. from Christmas Eve through Christmas morning. That's Fox Wheels. I'm Jeff Manasso, Fox News. Interesting item from 60 years ago on this day. Everybody gathered in the studio in NBC and they taped the pilot for a game show called The Match Game. Gene Rayburn was the host. Johnny Olson was the announcer. Peggy Cass was one of the panelists. And uh, the, the trouble was with this show is that it was boring. When they first started out match game, they would they would say like name a kind of muffin, and you had to match. You know, but finally one of the writers said, "Well, you know, if you think of a kind of a risque question that might have a double meaning, the audience can make up their own punchline." Yeah, and they go. started with questions like, "Mary has a nice set of blank." 
And that's when the game show started kind of taking off. Okay. Anyway, the pilot for Match Game was taped 60 years ago on Gene this Rayburn. day. Yeah, uh-huh. He died 10 years ago on this day. Dave Brubeck, jazz pianist and composer. This is, of course, Take Five. Take Five. Yeah. Became the highest-selling jazz single of all time. That's from the album called Time Out, which was the first jazz album to sell more than a million copies. Dave Brubeck got a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. This The album was on the Library of Congress's National Recording Registry. Dave Brubeck, he passed away 10 years ago on this day at the age of 91. We do have a recent obit from yesterday. Bob McGrath passed away at the age of 90, one day shy of his 91st birthday. He was the human character Bob in the original cast of Sesame, Sesame Street. Yeah. Bob yeah. McGrath. You know, there are all kinds of interesting people that live right around your neighborhood, like, oh, the postman and the policeman. Hey, did you order these uh, groceries here? Oh, hi there. Uh, yes, as a matter of fact, I did. Yeah, these are your groceries. Have you got sir. everything I ordered? The, no, uh, uh, no. How about the parsley? No, we didn't have the parsley. Oh, you didn't have uh, the parsley. No, we brought some other stuff instead, though. Well, what'd you bring instead? Well, let's see. I brought some uh, Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. Yes, and all I got right. some turnip greens. Turnip greens. I got yes. some kale. Kale? Yes, we were having a big sale on kale. Oh, a big kale sale. You've heard about it. I've heard about it. Yes, indeed. Well, well I brought I... you a lot of that. Hey, listen, I was just talking about some of the people that lived around our neighborhood. And, you were? Uh, yeah. What'd as long as you look uh, sort of like, uh, well, you know, a grocer, one of those people around the neighborhood, why, why don't we do that song about the people in your neighborhood? Well, I'd rather not, actually. Oh, come on. It's a nice song. Well, okay, but you okay. start off. All right, I'll start off. Well, now... Who are the people in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood? Say, who are the people in your neighborhood, the people that you meet? Yeah, there you go, Bob. Of course, the other voice Bob. was Jim Henson. Jim Henson, sure. a puppet character, Muppet character, and he's cracking up Bob. All right, Bob McGrath passed away yesterday at the age of 90. And... Today would have been his 90th birthday. Little Richard. Today would have been his 90th birthday. Of course, one of the pioneers of rock and roll. Elvis Presley told Little Richard that his music was an inspiration and he, he was the greatest. Well, also, the Beatles opened for him when he was on a European tour in the early 60s before the Beatles were big. He was a huge influence on Paul McCartney. Betcha. Little Richard is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. <laughs> Little Richard, today would have been his 90th birthday. And that's Entertainment News in the Blur with Steve and Ted. All right, Ted, 845 now. Steve and Ted coming up. We've got a Wichita Business Journal update. Textron asking the city council for a half billion dollars in new bond money. That's on the way. Steve and Ted of the morning here on KNSS. Stephen's in the morning now, age 50, here on this Wednesday, on Monday morning. Three big things. Three. Football, Cincinnati Bengals 27, Kansas City Chiefs 24. Two. Sedgwick County Election Commissioner Angela Cadillo resigns after 16 months on the job, citing personal reasons. One. Nationwide gasoline prices down 27 cents a gallon over the past two weeks to an average of $3.54 a gallon. Three big things, Steve and Ted on KNSS. 
We have a traffic accident south of Kellogg on Meridian. It's at Irving Street. Uh, just continue to watch for a slowdown there or avoid that area. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Partly sunny today with a high of 55 degrees. Yesterday's high 45. Mostly cloudy and cool tonight. The overnight low 31. Tuesday, mostly cloudy and cooler. Tomorrow's high down to 44 again. Now a clear sky. Southeast wind at 6 miles per hour and 34 degrees. Stephen's head of the morning here on KNSS. World shares are mixed and oil prices have risen after the European Union and the Group of Seven agreed on a boycott of most Russian oil and committed to a price cap of $60 per barrel on Russian exports. A mix closed Friday on Wall Street. The Dow closing up 35 points. S&P down 5 and NASDAQ down 21. And looking at Wall Street now, the uh, S&P is down 28 points. The Dow down 250. The Nasdaq down 59, 60 points right now. Let's take a look at the local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers is going beyond U.S. borders. The Wichita-based fast casual chain announcing that it has signed a master franchise and development agreement. And that'll set up the table for Freddy's to debut in Canada and expand across nine provinces. North 49 Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers, led by veteran franchisees Jim Worsler and Greg Most, will lead the effort. The agreement covers the development of at least 20 Freddy's restaurants. North 49 will both develop on their own and initiate master franchising activity in Canada. Not specified yet a targeted goal for when the first Canadian store could open. Supply chain constraints have delayed another commercial construction project. WSU Tech announcing last week that its downtown culinary school will open for classes starting in January, a highly anticipated project that will transform a long-shuttered department store building. The opening is about uh, five months past the deadline the city established for the project as part of an agreement with the developer. School officials say while while the initial plan was to open the facility for the fall semester in August, the project faced supply chain issues that uh, led up to the opening. One of the city's primary manufacturers seeking a new industrial revenue bond deal to help drive continued growth and upgrades in Wichita. Locally based Textron Aviation requesting a new IRB letter of intent of more than $527 million for the next five years. The Cessna and Beechcraft Makers existing IRB deal expires at the end of this year. That was a nearly $435 million agreement struck four years ago. According to the city documents, the company, which employs nearly 10,000 people in Wichita, has tied the addition of up to 500 more jobs to the new IRB batch. Bond proceeds will go to financing or refinancing new equipment and related upgrades to the manufacturer's production facilities. That's local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Today is December 5th. This is National Repeal Day, commemorating the day prohibition ended in the United States with the repeal of the 18th Amendment. Replaced by the 21st Amendment. Anyway, they, you could drink again. Of course, the drinking was going on anyway, but <laughs> everybody winking. But the legality it. of it all yeah. finally went away. All right, Ted, had a pretty nice weekend celebrating my birthday. Yeah, happy birthday yesterday. Was able to get uh, all of, well, all but one of my grandkids together. Very good. Uh, Friday night for dinner, or Saturday night for dinner at yeah, Saboots. That was, I saw the picture on Facebook. That was quite the family gathering. We still got one who's, uh, who wasn't there. Evan is, uh, up in Chicago pursuing her music her career. music career, yeah. But she wasn't there, but, uh, we had a pretty good time. It was uh, nice. The, the chow was good and the company was good. So there you go. Can't even beat that. 
not a good weekend for the Chiefs, but you know, K State and KU going to be in bowl games this year. Yep, we look forward nice. to that in a few weeks. That's pretty After nice. Christmas, yep. Yeah. K so. State in the Sugar Bowl against Alabama. Yeah, that will, that that'll be something to see right there. All right, so well, thank you for for all of you who has responded to Facebook on my birthday. I appreciate that. It's uh, eight fifty-five now. Stephen Ted coming up. Glenn Beck, the uh, Carol Roth's going to be on. She's a former investment banker talking about global food supply and some of the things that are going into that right now. News at the top of the hour. Gasoline prices take a big drop over the past two weeks. Mm. That's coming up. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for Glenn Beck, the Dana Lash Show, and news updates all day. Stephen's head in the morning, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS Wichita. Hey, we're looking for a high today in the mid-50s. Right now we have a clear sky and 34 degrees. Hey, Ice-T lovers.